0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 56 of DM Discussions, the podcast for players and DMs alike where we cover a wide variety of topics to help you with your games. I'm
1: your host Ryan Reader and with me as always is my good buddy Ben Bumpopper. How you doing tonight, Ben? Doing absolutely fantastic, Ryan, but let's just cut to the chase because I am not an important person today because we have someone much better than both of us joining us at the table today. This is
0: uh, this is super exciting because uh, this is uh, first time uh, returning guest B Dave Walters is with us again tonight.
1: <sighs> <Get a meet. laughs>
0: it's the dozens and the dozens of my fans out there cheering. Right, uh-huh. and we are we are so excited uh, to have you back to talk about a topic that's actually very near and dear to your heart, uh, as you have been doing a lot of this in the the recent years. So let's let's cut right to it um why don't you just introduce yourself real fast if people don't know who you are and then we'll just jump right into our main discussion hello
2: people of the internet it is i b dave walters um you can find me wherever fine streaming content can be located i'm somewhere doing something currently six days a week trying to get that down (laughs) to five days a week but more than six shows because there's multiple days of multiple things uh, I also write for a film and television so I'm a storyteller and I object I object to the assertion that I am better than you I've just done some slightly higher profile things than you've done yet that's
1: it that's you it. know what I, I appreciate that thank you very much um, you are more recognized than me how is that?
2: Okay, that's fair because I'm gigantic. So they're like, <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just came back from Gamehole Con. And of course, you know, every in, in Wisconsin, everybody's wearing layers, masks. Like, It could be anybody. People are like walking around in hazmat suits and people are like, yeah, but that's Dave right there. That's him right there.
0: Hey, what's up? The yeah, so, it's the height that right, gives it away. Right.
2: Can yeah. verify, yeah, that, I'm, that I'm, I'm easy to locate. That is true. Definitely.
0: <laughs> so seeing as this is kind of our, our Halloween episode, um, and we actually had a listener write in and ask about this. Uh, we thought we would cover the topic of terror, tension, suspense, and horror in not only D&D, but just tabletop RPGs in general. And uh, B-Dave was one of the first people in my mind when uh, this, I read the email, because you have handled a lot of that as someone who has done a very high-profile Vampire the Masquerade show. Uh, you are currently doing Black Dice Society, which takes place in Ravenloft and deals with a lot of those themes uh, so I just kind of wanted to start off and pick your brain on uh, just handling the themes of the, the terror, tension, suspense, horror, um, and drawing your players into that.
2: So, uh, first of all, thank you very much for the, for the question. Um, yeah, it's wild. I've been, I've been very fortunate that in my, in my time in this space, I have managed to exist both as player and storyteller in both d and and vampire. So I've kind of like b- belied classification from the very beginning. And quite frankly, that was intentional um, that I wanted to be able to do uh, a lot of different things. Uh, you know, you want to know something funny is horror as a genre is not necessarily my jam it's not my thing and you know what's funny i know most of the top players in this space and i'm not gonna bust anybody out in particular (laughs) but i'm not the only one that feels that way That it's like Mm. this isn't my thing i just happen to be good at it um i kind of i put horror and spicy food in the same uh category (laughs) i'm just paying to suffer because, you know, people yep. people that are, like, about that life with horror are about that life with Definitely. horror. Um, that being said, though, what I enjoy about it and what I truly like about it is you actually can learn more about yourself through the genre of horror than you can through any other medium. Uh, arguably, and I'm just saying this because I'm thinking it through in real time and might refute my my own claim momentarily. You almost learn more about a person by what you learn more about somebody else through comedy. What someone else laughs at is an insight mm-hmm. into who they are. Mm-hmm. But horror is an insight into who you are. Um, and what I found in the world of darkness in particular has a much lower barrier of entry to be able to make a real meaningful emotional connection. Like, you even take something like Ravenloft, which, you know, presumably when people sit down at the table, they're aware we're playing a, you know, horror game. Um, I mean, you know, the measure of horror is tension. There's lots of different kinds of horror, but, you know, tension is kind of the, you know, the, the main measurement there. But you still automatically have some layers you're like you're like i i gotta know what barovia is so i was like i'm an elf okay now i gotta know what an elf is all right i'm, I'm a warlock cool mm-hmm. oh i made a pact who have I have a pact with okay um and so there's gates you know there's gates you you can cross through those gates and have a meaningful moment but there's more you know friction to make your way through yeah with the world of darkness um it's this world You know, the gas station on the corners, the gas station on the corner, city hall, Mm -hmm. is city hall just so happens there's monsters. And so the ability to affect someone is much, 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 much closer to the surface, because something I have found, especially with new players, is they unintentionally play their own ideal self in a way that often Mm -hmm. they themselves Mm -hmm. do not understand. Which is funny. Sorry, I'm choking here because I was trying to wolf down food right before we started. (laughs) uh during at the height of my patreon you know I, I ran about 600 games of v5 like i've run more games of v5 than anyone else alive I, I taught the game to hundreds of people and the main two clans that we got more often than not were malkavian and toreador
0: <laughs> really malkavian I'm malkavian really? and toreador wow. So because... just a quick quick explanation. What yeah. just for those who haven't played, <laughs> yeah. what what are the like baseline yeah. themes of these those two clans?
2: The Torreador, the artists, they love beautiful mm-hmm. things. Um, so much so all the vampires have something called a clan bane, like a thing they just cannot be around, or it freaks them out. Toriador cannot be around ugly things. Like they really there's <laughs> like, oh <laughs> you know. Uh so you know, the the most Lestat vampires are Toriador, Malkavians, mm-hmm in the past it was rather insensitively portrayed as they're the crazy ones uh now with obviously the evolution of our understanding and portrayals of mental illness you know the game stops short of the Malcavians are nuts but they see things differently <laughs> mm-hmm. is is the Mulcavians? yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but yeah that was the main things i saw again and again
0: that's that's super interesting and i know just from just from like uh D and D standpoint, cause I've just started playing vampire recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but just from a and D standpoint, I know that almost regardless of my intentions, part of me slips into each character.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, I had to represent for the clan of Kings there to hold my Ventrue uh, logo up. Um,
0: That's, that's actually what I'm playing. Hey, tech, tech mogul <laughs> Ventrue. Make us proud
2: you know I'll try. Uh, let, let me let me let me um, I, I, I got a detour to tell tell you this story cuz I know we're going to talk more about LA by night because anybody that works with me knows you know obviously I'm blessed to know a lot of fascinating people and we sit around and we're got to go live and people are always talking and I'm always like, stop being interesting, turn on the recording. You know what I mean? Like save it (laughs) for the people, stop it. We said that today. We were trying (laughs) to talk (laughs) about LA by night and I'm like, stop it, turn on the recording. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, Um, yeah. yeah. But uh, when I first got cast uh, to do the show, um, in, in I'll give you the, the the very short version of this, and and I knew I was going to get to play a, a ventrue, and I knew we knew the point behind the show was to introduce Vampire to a new generation of fans, to to reintroduce it to the OGs, but you know to reveal it to people who had no idea what it was, because you know the brand was inert for a few years, and. Mm-hmm. TTRPGs have exploded, so a not insignificant portion of the audience didn't even know vampire existed, and so I knew I was consciously going to have a chance to represent and redefine what Ventru was, what Clan Ventru is. The, they're the business vampires, but historically, you know, it was just the sleazy stockbroker trope. That's mm-hmm. what what everybody played as Ventru, and I knew I got to do something different. And in the book. Here, I'm reaching to hold it up and show it to you, but it, although for the sake of being bougie, I show you guys only use special editions, again, special edition vampire, <laughs> that's how I do. Um, in the Ventru section, there's a letter to a young Ventru. Uh, did you read that, the letter to a young Ventrue? hmm
0: hmm
2: I read it, and the, the crux of it is basically, like, we're watching you make us proud. And I got so emotional reading it because I was like, "I'm
0: gonna try to make you proud, Bitch. <laughs> you
2: know, so hopefully I did it. But but to your previous point about um slipping in some of your self into these characters, I've been blessed to get to do this a lot of times now, and and I got to. And I came to realize that there were certain through lines in all of my characters. Mm -hmm. Uh, I realized not everybody has seen LA by night. Then do, you know, both, even you guys are relatively early in the story, but when I created Victor, we were still doing we're alive frontier. Mm -hmm. And so I created Victor to be not Chateau, to not be the, you know, um, revolutionary leader of an unruly band of misfits that don't ever listen to their detriment fighting an overwhelming and implacable foe. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and then I did that. Yeah, 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 and yeah. <laughs> was like, ah, oh, okay, you know, and you start to see there's certain things that are true about every character and then I'm like, oh, those things are true about me. Got it. So then but once I was aware of it, now I I can consciously subvert it. But, you know, there, there was a few times it's like talky leaders, you know what I mean? Talky leaders oh, yeah. that, that tried diplomacy. And when that doesn't work, then, you know, fire everything like that was. But I'm like, because that's who I am, you know, that I'm all like, can we talk this out? No. Great. Lock the doors, set the building on fire. You know, that, that, <laughs> so that's uh, no. yeah. That was I'm a long. There was a, there was a very long uh, answer. I don't even know if I even actually answered the question, but that was a lot of rambling <laughs> preamble.
1: Well, that's okay. I'll actually steer us right to kind of what we were talking about already. Anyway, um, having those, you know, the the characters and everything about, you know, uh, encompassing parts of you and uh, you know, just really having that through line and everything, uh, pulling it back to horror. You're right; it definitely does give you uh, more experience and and ideas of of who you truly are when you are facing down something that's you know truly horrifying or scary, or you're you're in that that that. You know, huge bit of tension And, uh, you know, these types of games And everything really help kind of uh, You know, well Give you more understanding of yourself than anything else
2: Yeah Yeah. well, Because again, you you realize what Bothers you and why, you know, this is why Lines and veils are so important Because we all got our different buttons You know, but a lot Mm -hmm. of times You discover um, Emergently That something's bothering you and you didn't know It was going to bother you but mm-hmm. what I found, I mean, I'm, I'm very familiar with, you know, using D&D for therapeutic work. You know, my good friend, Dr. Yeah. Janita Scarlett, uh, Megan, Megan, uh, Dr. Megan Connell, you know, the, the cast of clinical role, the people that came to grow, Dr. B, you know, there's people that are out there doing really great work, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, they mostly do it with D&D. But remember, as I said before, there's those barriers, those those lines, which a lot of that stuff works much better, believe it or not, even with children uh because again they can slide into the make-believe easier and then it's like you're not telling me how you feel you're telling me how this elf feels you know yeah and and, and, and that's 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 therapeutic just that that perspective but what i found with vampire again and again and again is i had i find the shy character over time becomes not shy and the mm-hmm. human was becoming not shy I got so many emails from people, you know, that that there was one girl who expressed it. She's like, my character is a runner. She's in LA because she's fleeing her sire. She's not gonna stay here long. And, you know, fast forward a year and a half and she was one of the most influential characters on the server and she's like, my character learning to stand her ground and stand up for herself was me learning to stand my ground and stand up for myself in a way that I was not aware of at the time, you know? Oh, yeah. And I think I think That's that is something. Cool. Yeah, that is something that is um, um, unique specifically to the world of darkness. Because there's plenty of other horror games, but you take something like Call of Cthulhu, which I'm sure we're going to talk more about, uh, given the topic at hand. But Cthulhu, at its core. Mm, all right, this is another time I'm gonna say something and then directly contradict it. You know, is is is, a, is you know it's 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 about it's about loss. It's about you know the the sliding scale of sanity. You know that that it's we're we're, we're in a weird world and it's gonna get weirder and we're probably gonna get eaten. You know, like you can play long form Cthulhu, but there's probably not a ton of people that have you know multi year game groups to call it Cthulhu. I could be wrong, but I feel like it doesn't lend itself to that. <laughs> but um, calling Cthulhu I've heard, is yeah
0: all about mortals versus monsters yeah and at the end of the day and you're yeah. not at some point you're probably not gonna last yeah
2: your numbers up yeah you know <laughs> like you, you you evaded for a time uh the reason why I hesitated is at its core vampire is a storytelling game of personal horror that the, the beast is ascendant over time you lose something of yourself in the, the slide into being a monster is inevitable but it is also longer. So you could play for a long time and never really get, in terms of your at-the-table experience, the fact that I'm becoming worse. Um, I tried to play it fairly subtly with Victor uh, as as of the time of this writing. You know, we're we're, we're going into the last season. A lot happens. Just a lot happens. Uh, I will not speak to who does or does not make it out of the last season. Um, But the the slide into um how can i say this um he got to a point that it was like you know there 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 are, are my friends and there are my enemies and my enemies are my enemies and the, there is no mercy you know and there was there was more than once that it was like well you know do you want to do you want to spare this person i'm like no nope. <laughs> <laughs> i don't yeah they knew what this was click, blam, you know, and it's like, yeah. all right. So, but I, I, hopefully you see that trajectory in the Baron till you know, to till, till the end of uh, season five. So
0: for yeah. sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. And so I think, I think that kind of transitions uh, well into um, we talked about you talked about that from kind of a player perspective and how, how that can slowly evolve over time. So from like a, a DM or a storyteller perspective, mm-hmm. how do you, Uh, usually try and initiate that tension or that horror that suspense so that your players really can buy into it and actually be surprised or be scared or be very nervous because I mean I know even watching some of the LA by night episodes there are times when I as a watcher am nervous for these characters so like that that, and that's even a layer removed imagine how
2: we felt um th- there's <laughs> there's a scene and i'm gonna try and ask very vaguely um so i don't ruin anything Oof. have 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 any altercations happened in the labyrinth yet and i don't mean strikes a chord
0: ryan uh, there, was, there was a there was a uh uh Feral
2: altercation, right, 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 right. No, okay, yeah, no. There's, there's a, there, there's something that happens uh, that it very clearly is doing all of us a stress.
1: Mm -hmm. That like
2: Chad also (laughs) was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Uh, Like, well, how do you think we felt there when it's happening? Like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's um. So it starts with your session zero, um. You know, with with the Black Dice Society. I had to very clearly lay out to them that this is not the dad joke stream. This is not that that's what she said stream. Mm-hmm. The function of horror is to cut tension. When you feel stressed out, you do something funny to relieve the tension. That's what it's for. But in horror, tension is the whole point. Anything that relieves that tension is the enemy. Now, the, you, the human nervous system cannot maintain a heightened emotional state indefinitely. You cannot laugh for an hour, you cannot cry for an hour. You actually got somewhere between 20 and 35 minutes and then just your body physically can't anymore. You shut down. Yeah, right, so you have to wave those experiences up and down, which is why you'll find in horror movies on occasion something light does happen or something good happens because you can just shoot back down again even in a comedy it starts getting bad like there, a lot of times there's very sad moments in comedies because you got to swing all the way this way to build up that tension that boom exactly. you come back this way Ha, 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 ha.
0: you know i, I feel uh, like uh, scrubs was a really good example of that yep that went between the very the just the emotional states, the very sad sometimes, but also great levity in that hospital environment.
2: I'm working on a comedy project now that I can't talk about, but in about two weeks, you're going to know what I'm talking about. Less than a month, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. But um, that was uh, one of the conversations that I had with them that I was like, even though this is overtly a comedy I'm still going to be looking for those actually dramatic moments, you know, those moments that actually mean something, you know, Mm -hmm. don't don't feel like every single time you got to, you know, interrupt with a zinger or something. You know what I mean? Like there's moments to let that happen because it will increase your investment in the narrative and it will increase the audience's investment in the narrative, you know, and then. When we go back to hyaka, 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 everybody's like happy. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we're more happy now than, you know, actually, we like cried a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I, I, I honest to God, I gauge my success as a storyteller by how quickly I make someone on the cast cry. Not. <laughs> <laughs> Hand of God, it's true. Hand of God, is true. Not not because I'm out actively trying to hurt people, although I would like the record to show here's my most evil DM. Uh, reigning and defending trophies the ttrpg gifts uh, are back up i was like i don't even want to be nominated this time i had my time you know (laughs) um um, but it is not that i'm trying to hurt people it is that if they are that engaged you know that whatever is happening they are feeling to such an extent that that is their reaction then i'm doing a good job you know, I, yeah. I, I I have woven a, a compelling enough story. We together have woven a compelling enough story that it is
1: actual human emotion is being accessed, you know, yeah. Yeah. which is, yeah. which is and, the name of the game. And the fact that you know, the the players themselves are, you know, contributing and adding to it and everything. And they're Mm -hmm. coming along with the ride. And, you know, we, Brian and I have always talked about just the the whole idea of, you know, communal storytelling in, you know, TTRPGs. But the fact that you're able to take them on that journey and just, you know, give them those highs and lows is just, you know, as a DM, it's one of the best things that you can possibly do. And it adds so much to just the story that you're telling. And, you know, they're along for the ride.
2: A DM's job is to enlist an emotional reaction. That's what you're there to do. You know, people ask me about this kind of stuff all the time. You guys have apparently done 55 previous episodes about this exact thing. Um, (laughs) At the end of the day, that's what you're there for. You know, everything else is in the service of that. Um, In in even the story is in the service of that. The rules are in service of the story. The story is in service of that, you know, to make a human being feel something, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, in. And, you know, that, that's that, that's why we do what we do. That's why we keep showing up week in and week out. Because your job is an uh, emotional reaction. But what the players are looking for in, you know, the reason why I believe game, video games will never completely replace this medium. And I might have even said this last time because I say this all the time. I stand by it. I think you did. <laughs> People play these games in order to feel like they are at cause in the narrative. Mm-hmm. To have what they do or don't do matter? because so often in life we are made to feel powerless you know um and there's definitely times from a narrative perspective you need to make the characters feel powerless also if if only to make it sweeter when they win later especially if it's a horror story or a terror story you know stuff like Ravenloft you're constantly outmatched but it's still D&D you need to win eventually you know, yeah. um, you, you, you can turn the screws for a time, but you cannot turn them indefinitely. And something has to go the character's way, you know, um, yeah. otherwise people quit showing up. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to kind of uh, give an aside to not that we need to retread it, but you recently did um, uh, a Demiplane stream with Brendley mm. Mulligan mm-hmm. and just just the other day, actually. And Monday. Uh, yeah, and I was able to watch most of that, and uh, you you two had an excellent discussion on the psychology of the like horror versus um, comedy mm-hmm. because uh, Brennan was on this last season of LA by Night. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I just want to give that a little shout out because we don't want to retread that here, <laughs> but there's a lot of really good discussion on that very topic and I was as I was watching I was just like man this is like a primer for for Wednesday night <laughs> talking we talking tried man TV yeah Dave. yeah no hey, it's, it's good stuff
2: the VOD the VOD is up on Demi Plane it's Demi Plane RPGs twitch.tv forward slash Demi Plane RPG and will uh the VOD will be up on YouTube tomorrow so I, I feel like wait are we doing this live or are we they're gonna see this
1: I know oh, this will come out on, uh, I'm actually releasing it on Halloween, so. Well,
2: yeah. You know what? The VOD's <laughs> up on YouTube, then. There you go. You, can, uh, <laughs> um, you, you, you know, um, one, another one of the things I was saying about horror is not only uh, about tension, but it is also about the setup. Um, mm-hmm. You got to give them enough time to get engaged. You can't, you can't start the movie and the first thing you see is Leatherface with it with the chainsaw coming after the hero. It can be Leatherface coming after somebody else, but it can't be Leatherface coming after the hero. The mm-hmm. example because you don't I always, care enough by that. you don't the care. Yeah. The example I always give people is the reason why the Death Star blew up Alderan. The Death Star did not blow up Alderaan to show how terrible Tarkin was. It didn't blow up Alderaan to make you feel bad for Princess Leia. Although, you know, you you get some of that. It didn't mean anything. You're like, it's a pretty planet. I'm sure there were some nice people there. Okay. The reason why the Death Star blew up Alderaan is because during the final battle, when the Death Star is about to clear the moon and blow up Yavin, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, no people i just spent 90 minutes giving a damn about it down there i'm like oh no r2 and 3p well r2 was, he was up on red 5 but you know 3po and layer down there oh no you know it's frightening because you've seen it coming and you know what's yeah, about yeah. to happen mm-hmm. that anticipation is is uh the fear yeah
0: yeah for sure and i think uh as well even non not from just a, a dm storyteller perspective but from a player perspective as you kind of mentioned the session zero, you they need the buy-in, they need to buy in two yeah. at the beginning. And I think uh, if you watch Black Dice Society, Mark Muir is a super good example of this because he plays a character that is almost inherently frightened from okay. the beginning, inherently <laughs> nervous. Like it's not a character that just goes, <laughs> Oh yeah, I just stare him down. All right, I mm-hmm. stand my ground on everything. It's it's a character that is already in that kind of uh, state, and then if the player is bought in, which Mark of course is very bought in, then you as a storyteller DM can play with that.
2: Yeah, it's it's about trust. You know, it's it's about trust to. The people at the table is trust to the person telling the story because you innately have to lower your defenses a little knowing you're going to get hit, you know, but 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 I'm still I'm still coming in here for this. Um, like, I'm terrible at haunted houses, because I was a bodyguard for a long time. So, you know, I, I trained not to panic. You know, so the more frightened I actually would be, the more calm I become, actually. So the jump scares <laughs> and stuff come out and it's just like, you know, so because yeah, yeah. you
0: can't I'm, be like that.
2: Well, I'm not letting myself be like, uh-huh. that. you know what I mean? Like, I probably I could probably be like, no, 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 it's fine. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. But I mean, no, I, I'm not that dude, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? What I what I find I have I have trouble with a lot of times. Is anytime you do stories that involve uh, dreams or illusions and people are like, oh, well, it's not real. I don't have to care. And it's like, Mm -hmm. well, that's not how that works. If you've ever had a bad dream, you know, the fact that it can't actually hurt you does not immediately equate. Well, then GG, you know, mm hmm. So you still need, you know, uh, a, a certain amount of buy into the story and in where it's all going. And, and, and always remember that your character doesn't necessarily know that, because to your point, I've encountered that a hundred times. You know what I mean? Whereas I just walk right up to the prince and put my finger in his chest. And I'm like, you don't, though. You don't. Or you won't. You won't twice. You know, like, OK. I mean, if you want to do it, we can yep. do it. You know, the scientific method of effing around and finding <laughs> out, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> yeah you you know there, there there is some burden on you the player you know to act mm-hmm. as if you know you can still be brave you can still be heroic but you know don't necessarily try and be like obstinate because it it doesn't come across as badass as you think you know but you know <laughs>
0: whatever no yeah. and that can just ruin the mood especially if you're meaning to have that sort of game yep and and kind of just along those lines too uh you talked you you alluded to this a little bit when you handle these types of topics and situations, especially in a game like vampire Mm that is built around kind of at its core, more mature themes. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you usually handle that from the beginning, from like uh, a safety uh, sensitive uh, perspective to make sure that everyone can be comfortable and have fun while talking and acting out these more mature themes.
1: Yeah, basically building up that trust.
2: Well, again, you know, the lines and veils are important. Uh, have, having a safety system at the table is important. Um, you know, when I say lines and veils, um, uh, lines are just that, lines you can't cross, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, in, in, in ve- well, I don't want to mess up the methodology, but the, because but the, the, I'm very tired, I apologize. But basically, there's, there's things you'd rather not have happen in things that are absolute problems mm-hmm. you know what i mean yes it's the you know like i I'd, I'd you know uh you know to to my previous point you know i don't particularly like spicy food but you know i could live through a night of hot wings i mean if, if we just gotta eat buffalo wings and not eat okay <laughs> you know what i mean like sure, that's, sure. that's you know that's um I I, I, now i've I've psyched myself out about it i I literally talked about lines and veils today because i'm like the veil is like you don't (laughs) want to see it at all i think the veil is the one you don't want to see in that like the
0: more like fade to black type yeah 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 like you can imply it except you
2: know right but don't explicitly explicitly, yeah yeah Yeah.
0: but the point
2: is you know (laughs) rather not have definitely must not have is kind of Mm -hmm. your your two categories um in all things being equal in my style of storytelling i'm never overly explicit you know like never i mean even if you're going to have a love scene or something you know what i mean even when they're flirting and they're heading that way yeah the fade out in the ellipse even at a home game you know what i mean I, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm never you know yeah. what i mean yeah. like i'm not trying to give anybody an ear infection you know <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, you know that's just not my style you know like i won't um I like, for instance, I won't imperil children. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you'll never hear me tell a story about a kid getting killed, but you will hear me tell a story where maybe there's ghost kids, though. You know what I mean? Unless yeah. I know that's just like not, you know, super a thing for somebody. I'm like, you know, the, the restless spirit of a child that might show up, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. And it, But but, it, you know, the the yellow card is theoretically you have a way that a person can physically show you something's wrong. But the problem with that, I found, there's times people are too nervous or embarrassed to even say, especially Mm -hmm. if it's a situation that seems like it should be harmless. But Mm -hmm. you know, you don't get to tell somebody else what's squeaking them out. Oh yeah, so 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 I you know I'd like to have some system of like you know here while we're all doing heads and boxes, private message me or text me or something. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To just be like, I'm like okay, and then you know the storyteller and everyone involved is the scene stops and move on and everybody just has to accept it is that Mm -hmm. is that
0: the kind of thing you use uh is that the sort of thing you used on la by night
2: yeah we had it never really came up but it was in place yeah um same thing black dice society i say at the top of every episode you know but again it hasn't come up but i'm also aware there are lines and veils and i don't consciously put any of them in a situation i know is gonna make them uncomfortable Mm -hmm. you know it's really more um like we had a, an experience on Into the Motherlands where one of the characters uh, has a thing about eyeballs, like eye monsters, and a fear of spiders. And I didn't know this. And Ooh. I literally made eyeball spiders. And it was just like <laughs> spiders covered in eyeballs. That was the monster. And it was just like,
1: ah!
2: <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh. Mm, don't blame them at
1: all <laughs> yeah
0: i
2: apologize yeah that's on me
0: yeah
2: but but i will just it's it, when when people feel in a situation where their their emotions are going to be honored in understanding that everyone is there in the service of what is ultimately supposed to be a, a pleasurable experience and mm-hmm. uh, telling a story together um then you know those those barriers kind of come down organically over time you know Uh, like, like I, I had, um, I did a fourth shot of Wraith, the oblivion, which is another world of darkness game. We did vampire, werewolf, mage, Wraith, and changeling, uh, all on Q times and, uh, Wraith, you're a ghost. Uh, you, you are a dead person with some unfinished business, which is why you cannot pass on to the next world. And you have something that is called the shadow and the shadow is you, the shadow is everything you're not proud of, every mistake you ever made, every secret you ever kept. That's the shadow, and the shadow hates you. But yeah. the shadow is played by someone else at the table. Everybody plays two characters, you're you and someone else's shadow. Oh,
1: that's cool! Super interesting.
2: It is the most incredible thing I have ever done. And, and, you know, it's it's a corner case. Like, you know, it it did not get tons of views, but I'm always talking about it. They just kicked the shit out of each other. (laughs) (laughs) Session after session, they said things that I never would have even thought of, much less said out loud. They were horrible to each other. And, but you get to the end and you're like, why do I feel good? You know what I mean? Like 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 that was just objectively <laughs> awful. Why do I feel good? And it's like because it's cathartic. You mm-hmm. just let stuff out, you know, which is what what I think, you know, um, good horror can do for you, you know, get getting, you know, in your feelings, getting spooked, getting nervous, and then having a release. Even if the release is leatherface does finally cut somebody's head off, at least it happens. You know, yeah, but I yeah. mean, th- you know, there's there's a reason why, by and large, the monster gets killed. You know, on on occasion, the monster gets away, or we know is going to come back. You know, oh, we beat Freddy, but did we? You know, the glove comes out of the grave one more time. You know, the um, what is it? There's, I'm paraphrasing G, uh, G.K. Chester Chesterton. Um, fairy tales are not to do not exist to tell children that monsters are real. Children already know monsters are real. Fairy tales exist so that monsters so children know monsters can be beaten. Mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> um, that's, you know, kind of the point. And I think when horror is done well, that's what you that 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 cathartic experience and, and hopefully triumph, but not always, because you have games like 10 Candles where there is no triumph, you know, <laughs> that is pure catharsis um, is, is why you show up for those things.
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny because I'm kind of in the same boat of horror that you are, where Mm -hmm. it's not really my thing, but there are, you know, some of those movies out there that just really grab me. And for some reason, you know, it's like I I really glom onto them. Like uh, The Thing is one of, in my opinion, the best horror movies there is. And it's just kind of one of those things where it's like, you have that tension of like, okay, which, you know, who is it? Who is it? What is it? Where is it? What's going on? Then all of a sudden it pops out and then you're right. Just that, mm-hmm. that release of, of tension and everything, just that had been built up is the the perfect like ratio on that, that I'm just kind of like, okay, really satisfied. Then the end happens. It's like, okay, maybe not as much, but still yeah. it's, yeah. you know, fantastic movie just for that, that, that
2: exact reason, you know, apparently, uh, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm saying I, I believe like at the beginning of the thing when they that's when they meet the sol- the foreign soldiers. Right. Isn't that the beginning mm-hmm. of the thing? Yeah. Those do, they're speaking a language. I think they're speaking Finnish or something. Yeah. And apparently if you speak the language, they're straight up saying, hey, the yep. dog's a monster. <laughs> you probably exactly. shouldn't go over there. You know what I mean? So, like, if you understand what they were saying, like, the, the movie's ruined in the first 30 seconds, you know, when everybody else is like, I don't know what they're saying, you know, let's go, and
0: then exactly, exactly. So. Yeah, yep. kind of a fun Easter egg. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um... So I know I know we usually talk a lot about uh D&D on this show but we we love love to bring in other tabletop RPGs especially when we have one that's <laughs> as as you said an expert in like vampire uh you've you've played a lot of Wolf. call of cthulhu yeah just Wolf. like the world of darkness stuff in general so mm-hmm. I wanted to uh before we wrapped up I wanted to talk a little bit about that because Playing one system is great and it can Mm -hmm. be a lot of fun, but playing Mm -hmm. more systems and broadening your horizons in that can Mm -hmm. then help as you go back to these other systems and take lessons learned, or Mm -hmm. mechanics, or ideas or just lessons learned from them. So I wanted uh, to talk a little bit about, uh, about Vampire, Mm -hmm. uh, we talk a little bit about LA by Night, about Call of Cthulhu and how they handle those themes. And maybe as for people who maybe mostly play D&D, tackling them a little bit, what they can learn from those and then bring back to their their table and their groups.
2: Yeah, you know, It's like speaking another language, you know, because there there's there's some thoughts you cannot think in some languages, you know, the 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 verbal framework doesn't exist. Like why we all call deja vu, deja vu. Like mm-hmm. we don't have that in English. You just so have we're like, that's no, that thing, you know, um, you know, th- th- there's there's a lot of that that you don't realize un- until your, your horizons are broadened in that manner you know, one of the things you got to ask yourself, uh, about systems and, and all the time people don't is, you know, what, what's it designed to simulate? What's the experience is trying to get across, um, something like outbreak undead, which is hella crunchy, um, is trying to simulate real life, real, real life. You know, the, the, the door flies open right now and, and zombies come pouring in and I'm like, I'm going to grab this dice box and I'm going to throw it and I'm going to hit it in the nose and I'm going to barrel roll over there and jump out the window. And it's like, are you, <laughs> <laughs> are you? Yeah. your characters maybe, but are you going to do that? You know, <laughs> let's roll and find out and yeah, yeah. slam, you know, um, you know, and that's that game. That's what it's, it's, it's trying, you know, um, uh, you know, the, the utmost credulity, you know, is what outbreaks after. Uh, I tell people that, you know, d d is explicit. You can do what it says you can do, and you cannot do what it said does not say you can do, you know, and it, and it hasn't completely shook its roots as a, you know, graph paper-based war game, mm-hmm. um, which is fine, and there's nothing wrong with that. You have something like the in World of Darkness with the storyteller system is implicit. Um, it is well, what are you attempting? And I will tell you what you need to roll, and you know we'll see if it works or if it doesn't. Um, you know, but D D is basically a binary pass fail system. Like you, you succeed or you don't. Um, you know, there's the concept of a crit or you know a crit fail where you like really succeed or really don't. But for the most part, if you win by one point or miss by one point, doesn't matter than if you hit by ten points or miss by ten points. You know, mm-hmm. uh, whereas things like outbreak and vampire and Call of Cthulhu, even, there are spectrums of success, you know? Um, I've I've played an increasing amount of Cthulhu, uh, but I'm not an expert uh, on it yet. And um, the same thing, I found a, a recurring theme in horror games is long odds, you know? There's a reason why I started Black Dice Society at level one, even though my personal jam is high level storytelling level 20. Mm-hmm. And there's many ways to still tell a scary high level story. But the fact that it's, you know, I've got six hit points and I can cast magic missile twice yep. and there's a werewolf yep. is a much <laughs> different experience to, you know, well, there's a werewolf, but I got finger of death. You know, so we're about Mm -hmm. to see how we're about to see how this goes. You know, I got power (laughs) word kill. I'm about to have a werewolf skin coat, you know, um, there's still ways to push it, but you know, the, in, in general, as, as a storytelling mechanism, you know, the bad guy always has to be greater than the hero. Mm -hmm. If, um, you know, the, the, the bad guy always has to be like stronger or more menacing or more something, more something than the good guy. Otherwise it's not heroic. Um, you know superman can't beat up the school bully you know uh it's it's not right you know like no, nobody's interested in that story mm-hmm. um so you know having your characters like we said earlier about cthulhu you're mortals and they're monsters like you know you don't kill the showgoth. like you don't you just don't you know mm-hmm. yeah maybe you can control it maybe you can repel it maybe you know you can do something but you don't Leroy Jenkins, the showgoth, or again, you don't for long, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> because that is not the experience the game is trying to deliver to you. Um, yeah. You know, I mentioned 10 candles for people who aren't familiar with 10 candles. Uh, it's a fairly simple system, uh, but everybody dies, you know, when, when you by the end of the game, everyone will be dead. And so you're telling this story of our end. Ten Candles is also not my jam. I think it would be far more compelling if one person lived, you know, and it's not necessarily you're trying it to make it you, you're trying to make it someone else. Because to tell you the truth, the, the game that I've played with the most tension and the single most ingenious device for tension I've ever incur- encountered is Dread. With uh, <laughs> Have you played Dread? Yeah. Not play Dread. No. Dread, it's a horror game, but you have a legally distinct wooden Jenga tower. <laughs> it's not Jenga, it's a wooden block tower, <laughs> legally distinct. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there are no dice rolls. It's just as you're telling the story, when you start trying, when you do things, you pull one block away from the tower. And when the Jenga tower falls, you are dead. And what ends up happening very quickly is you are less concerned about yourself and your pull but that now my pull has made it harder for you
1: the next person
2: <laughs> so you start trying to think in like three moves out you know what i mean that it's like i'm gonna go here and you're gonna go here and you're gonna go here you know, and, we're, and we're gonna make it you know what i mean and as that jenga tower starts getting scrawny man yo you want to you
1: just you want to wow. have your,
2: your your heart beating out of your chest and i didn't expect it. i at, back at gen con in 2018 i, I ran i played um i even ran it and it was me mark Mir and bonnie gordon And we did a dark three little pig story and there was a big ted like it was like like four or five feet tall tower yeah and we all roll in and i knew what it was and we sit down And they cut the lights in the room and just the spotlight went on the tower. And it's like, oh, oh, okay. And then like we're trying to be serious now. Well, we're trying to make polls and stuff, and Ivan's all in your ear, and he's all like, you know, you have to be careful because if you mess up here, it's going to be the end for your sister. <laughs> and and like, and he's like trying to freak you out. And I got to the point that I'm just like, <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: I was like, I'm like the world's
2: fastest jingle player. And I'm like Get <laughs> behind me, Ivan Van Norman. <laughs> you know, um, there's a lot of that too. If you Google it, you can find it. It's incredible. But I, I if if just personified tension dread does better than anything else
0: does that does sound super interesting
2: (laughs) it sounds so lame you're like ginga scary you're like no it isn't yes it is (laughs) what i'm telling you it is legally distinct yeah 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 (laughs)
0: oh yeah no that's that's amazing and i mean uh again and i think uh this is this is something worth mentioning too as a as a dm or storyteller uh tone Mm-hmm. Body language, mm-hmm. uh, inflection, all those things can also, like, like you said, Ivan getting down getting whispering mm-hmm. in your ear. One of the things I love about uh, Jason Carl, who does the LA Bay Night storytelling, is um, he does different beast voices. Mm -hmm. or different interpretations of the beast within each Mm -hmm. kindred, which is which is super interesting to me and sometimes Mm -hmm. has created some of the most interesting moments of now the kindred arguing with the beast that is within them and trying to keep that at bay or giving into it.
2: Here now at the end, I can point out something I've been aware of from the very beginning victor agreed with his beast 100 of the time if you notice everything the beast says to him he's like yeah you're right
0: you know what i mean because it
2: was it was all appeals to ego you know what i mean it's all Mm -hmm. like they can't talk to you like that shit they can't talk to me like that what you know whereas others were far more tormented by by theirs yeah well, but, but, but but that was also supposed to be reflective, uh-huh. because that was something we did not get to explore to the depth that I'd like. We never met Victor Sire. Spoiler alert. We don't mean Victor Sire. Um, but, you know, the way Ventrue embrace is different. The by and large, you know, Ventrue is not going to ambush, you know, a drunk, a drunk kid at a frat party. That's not oh, how they no. operate, That's you know, eat them yeah you you're invited in and you probably are a ghoul for you know exactly what you're getting into and you're lucky to have it mm-hmm. so he didn't resent his sire and as such he doesn't resent his beast that's why it's like that and then and and, and jason knew that again it's you know how would <laughs> if the whole point's you're becoming a monster twisting and manipulating your egos the way to do it you know mm-hmm. what i mean and so it's like yeah like you know you need to show them who's boss i do need to show them who's yeah, boss. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, mm-hmm. or,
0: or the or the ever dreaded i'll make a note no i'll make a note <laughs> so, sometimes <laughs> sometimes honestly even as a viewer that's can be one of the most ominous things or as a dm you know where you go are you sure you want to do that or i mean the- i i guess you can do that or let me make he, uh, a quick note real fast.
2: I can tell you, he is making those notes. And when he's rolling those dice back there, because lots of people roll dice to mess with mess with. I'm like, I will do it a lot or sometimes, <laughs> or sometimes even I might even just be like in my head. I'm like 50, 50. The cops are going to show up right now, you know? And then I'm like, OK, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and <you> know, <laughs> uh, but he really is doing stuff with those dice rolls. He really is. He he he's keeping track of things that are happening in other places in the city and stuff. He he truly is doing something. So that's why every time he rolls, I would do it nervous. Like there's more than yeah. one. am like,
0: yeah. <laughs> like what are you rolling? Like, like wait, why why are you rolling wait, for? Yeah, wait, wait, wait. I'm like, that's a lot of dice. Yeah,
2: I know, right? I'm like, <laughs> you just rolled like two <laughs> handfuls of dice. Why? You know, like I'm like, I realize Victor doesn't know, but he feels a disturbance in the yeah. forest that I'm like.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Or during some of the guest star spots, he'll mm-hmm. pick up some because he he does roll sometimes for the for the guest stars, at least mm-hmm. in, earlier on. And when mm-hmm. he goes, my, you rather have a lot of dice for this. And then it's just like, oh, no, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> that's bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, Yeah, I know. I know we're uh coming. Close to the uh, the end of our time, um, but I I just kind of uh, wanted to wrap up a little bit. Uh, thank you so much for for coming on and talking about this because this is a super interesting theme and there's a lot of ways to go about it. But uh, as you said, it kind of it taps into like the primal need for emotion, yep, and to have those different buttons pressed because mm-hmm. they can do different things for you. Um, and sometimes it can be, as you said, very therapeutic. Uh, and again, I, I have to the, go watch the Demiplane one. They, be uh, Dave and Brennan talk about uh, that that piece of it quite a bit that we didn't touch on as much here. Uh, but I wanted to make sure I gave you a little bit of time because you have. A lot of projects,
1: so much that you're doing right now,
0: because <laughs> uh, and I wanted to let you shout those out because you got because uh, LA by Night is wrapping up so soon. Uh, if you want to get into that, you'll be able to watch the whole thing from yep. start to finish, which is super cool. Yep. Uh, we mentioned Black Dice Society. What else? What else you got going? Uh,
2: yeah, the first three seasons of LA by Night are on Geek and Sundry's YouTube, and seasons four and five are on the World of Darkness YouTube. Um, so when you finish season three and you're like, "Where's the rest of it?" That's where World of Darkness YouTube. Um, yeah, I I I do so many things. I don't even expect you to keep track of all of it. I barely can, and I'm there for all of it. But I'll give it to you quick. Just follow me on BDA, at B. Dave Walters on the Tweetograms, and you know, you'll know you you'll find out where I am. Uh, but let's see. Mondays, the aforementioned Demi Planer, which is my, my my talk show where I have uh, fascinating people on. Uh, and then Monday nights is uh, the Trials of Mount Tiamat for uh, Idol Champions. There is a, a high-level game where um, the Dark Lady is getting to have her way with some hapless mortals. They think they're going to win and beat her i don't know i like our odds uh tuesday <laughs> is heroes of the plains also on demi plane wednesday more or yeah demi plane twitch wednesday morning champions allure uh where we talk about all the lore and history and background of DD, also on the idol champions twitch um then thursday is the black dice society four o'clock um uh, pacific on on D twitch and youtube uh, and again you can you can get caught up from episode one there um Some stuff is about to pay off here in about two or three more weeks that I literally set in motion in episode freaking one. Um, Also, there's there's allusions there's allusions to the Witchlight Carnival in episode one, because I knew it was coming. So uh, (laughs)
1: it's
2: it's a a show that people are going to watch that thing in a couple of years and be like, holy crap, he was talking about all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I was I was way way back then. (laughs) friday's la by night uh which is wrapped by the time you hear this la by night is done but uh there is an unannounced project that is going to be coming on fridays very soon again you can hear about that in about two-ish weeks probably um then uh saturday right now thankfully nothing that's uh, that's you know for charity <laughs> games and occasionally sleeping uh, day, and of, then- day of rest and then Sunday is the Gax Pack, which if you're hearing this on Halloween, I believe our season finale for that is today. So theoretically, I'm gonna be free for you know at least a little while on Sundays also. But it's a uh, oh yeah, and I'm creative director for Demiplane also, and we kind of announced some stuff this week. You know, Pathfinder Just Digital Tools like what yeah whatever <laughs> yeah whatever yeah, that was the thing yeah you know Ugh. if you're if you're into that sort of thing yeah. mm-hmm
0: Man, that's, that's so awesome. Like, and I just, I really appreciate you fitting us into your very busy schedule. Cause this Definitely. is, like I said, this is this, is, when I, when I got this topic, I, I was like, I need to get B Dave if I can to talk through this through with, because that's the, the content I consume that I really thought like echoed uh, or spoke to me in the way of, you know, the horror, the tension um, you do this really well. And then I got super into LA by Night, and I'm slightly obsessed. And, so- you know, w-
2: while you're watching uh, um, Long Beach by Night, uh, the two seasons of Long Beach by Night um, go in parallel with LA by Night seasons two and seasons three. So if you kind of want to oh, okay. another view of some stuff that was happening nearby in LA, that's uh, is that, 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 that the stuff the, with like
0: X and and whatnot?
2: No, that was the the game that I ran for a whole different group of people. That's also oh, on, that's also a few times. Yep. Yep. Well, what Very was cool. going on
0: nearby
2: during the events of LA by night? Yep. Mm-hmm. Nice. Very cool. I'll have to make
0: a note. I'll make a
2: note. <sighs> You'll make a note. Yeah. It's again, too much, good, too much good stuff. It's uh. Well, you know, that, that was one of the, the, the joys of the pandemic. There weren't many joys, but it's like, we had just ri re- we had really ramped up our content creation. And then the whole world was home. So mm-hmm. I was like, can I offer you this, you know, I'm like, yes, let, let me
0: consume it because I have nothing else to do and nowhere to go. I'm
2: like, you got roughly 500 hours to fill up there. Let me just say, here's the catalog. Enjoy. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yep.
0: very much so. Well, thank you so much, B-Dave. Yes, we will, we will let you go. And uh, everyone go check out all of B-Dave's stuff. It is fantastic. Uh, and we hope to talk to you again sometime. I love to do it. I'll be the first three P I'll be the first team, team, team. Sounds
1: good to me.
2: Yep. Awesome. All right. All right. You guys have a good one.
1: Thank you. You
0: too. Well, that was awesome. Then I'm really glad we were able to get B Dave on to to chat with us.
1: Me too. Uh, He's, you know, one of the best guests that we've ever had. I mean, of course all of them are, but um, (laughs) you know, he, he is our best two time guest.
0: Yep. Sticking to it exactly <laughs> best and only so far so far yes so far, there might yeah. be there might be more surprises later we'll see yeah
1: we'll who see. knows what happens in the world of dn discussions mm. we kind of do sometimes yeah but you know we're not going to tell them no we're not
0: uh we are going to tell them a few things uh before we get out of here um we are going to talk uh just a little bit about what we're doing in our games. And of course, uh, all the stuff we talked with B-Dave about, uh, if you go to dndiscussions.com, we'll have links to a lot of uh, the stuff he mentioned. We'll have links to LA by Night. We'll have links to uh, Black Dice Society. Uh, Those are two of his biggest ongoing projects right now. So make sure to check the the website out um, if you want to watch some of those things uh ben have you had anything going on in your games lately
1: no because i'm packing the Say yes there's a very specific
0: <laughs> specific reason for that
1: yeah um, well, i bet effect, you really want to oh my gosh i want to because i mean it's it's perfect right now because they're about to go confront a vampire lord so you want to talk about horror it's like it's right there um but you know what looking at uh, the the calendar figuring out uh, when the next possible moment's going to be i i think we're going to have one more dn discussions before uh i play again so yeah there's there there's a lot involved with moving and then having to it reset up everything and yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean just getting <laughs> just getting everything set up so that I can record plus five to hit on Monday is gonna be a challenge. So we're gonna see how that goes.
0: Thankfully, there's probably some backup as a few other people do have
1: recording. Well, the thing is I need to be on the show in order to actually be there as well. So <laughs> and you better hoping. be there's stuff. There's stuff happening. I know, I know.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, check out our last episode. We actually jumped back into rhyme, a rhyme campaign, and stuff happened.
1: Yes, stuff happened, and then uh, we have another episode recorded that is uh, continuing after the stuff happened, which will be out in about another week or so, or something yeah, like that. More stuff. I never know when it happened. comes out, honestly. All I know yeah. is that we play it, and I enjoy it.
0: Yeah, the roughly roughly every every two weeks.
1: Yeah, but um, that being said, uh, I'm pretty sure that you've been able to play.
0: It's true, I have. So,
1: so what have you been up to? Uh, so I, uh,
0: as as most people know, I I run two games and then I I play in two games, and between them, I usually get D and D in once every week ish or so, which is is that's 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 the sweet spot. I, 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 really, I really enjoy doing that. Um, plus five of course was wild, wild stuff. I'm not going to talk about it though. Cause you can, you can go listen to that one. Um, the, the two campaigns I, I DM have had a lot of interesting stuff right now. Uh, one of the, the, the campaign where the group is exploring the mysterious outpost in the frozen, mm-hmm. frozen North. Uh, they were assaulted by, by large mechanical, uh, robots last, the last time what? After robots, robots, after they tried to, you know, open a door without checking anything. Turns out, uh, this last session, they were a lot more careful with, uh, checking into the things they found. An armory, which has had Ooh. some very, uh, interesting and very exotic, uh, items in it okay uh, and they began to kind of starting start to spread out a little bit and explore the rest of the, the compound uh, and one of the coolest things um, and this is and I, I kind of had tweeted tweeted out about this a little bit I was like it's okay for DMs to be proud and salty at the same time mm-hmm. when your monster slash scenario is taken from you early because of cool things and high rolls. The players get and oh yeah uh it's certainly that situation <laughs>
1: this this last oh, time no what this happened last time
0: around when uh, they <laughs> went to try to clear clear some of the stuff up they went to the other non-damaged watchtower and one of the large um almost sniper like robots was sitting there uh completely inert and one of their tasks for this is try and Bring back as much stuff as you can for study because this is a very unique, very um interesting place that really doesn't have stuff that exists anywhere else that is known about. So even though this robot is inert, the ranger was like, I'm gonna try and pull this big red crystal from its chest. He's like, Okay, Okay. go ahead and try, slide a hand check. She rolls a 29. I'm like, well, okay. You're able to cut around. You pull the little little you know wow. thing out, and it's connected to this uh like long wire almost. And so they start trying to hack at it. And this wire has a set amount of health and it has its own AC. And so they start trying to hack at it, they don't get through it in one go, the robot activates.
1: Oh no. So I have
0: initiative rolled and uh, so it's got basically this one giant gun on one side that this crystal powers. And so they were the initiative was is such that they were able to get through the uh, through the wire uh, before it got to the robot's turn. Because they were able to pull that out, it disabled the robot's main gun. Just from a mechanical perspective. And so now I've got this really cool monster that can do one thing: it's melee attack, which is a grab and throw. It's basically a grab, grab the opponent, the target, and get them as far away from it as possible. This is a sniper robot. Yeah. And so it was able to grab and fling both the barbarian and the ranger <laughs> off, off the tower. And a, a lot of this was, was <laughs> custom homebrewed. And so mechanically, what how it works is basically it makes an attack. If it actually hits, it makes a grapple. It does a very small amount of bludgeoning damage for the grapple. But then mm-hmm. I have the player roll a D8. And the robot then throws the character 10 feet times the number rolled. Wow! And so the barbarian rolled a one, and the ranger rolled an eight. <laughs> so, the well, I mean, it makes sense, a twenty foot, r- foot r- tower, and then eighty feet off of a twenty foot tower.
1: I mean, a ranger is smaller, so it makes sense. It, it's
0: like, 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 cinematically, it was it like thematically, it was perfect. Like it just, it just made so much sense. Yeah. But then, But that's, then that's all, that's all there is. This, this super like beefy, awesome monster suddenly becomes a melee machine.
1: Yeah. If it can't shoot. <laughs> <So>
0: <laughs> throws them off the tower, jumps down and then has to go into melee range to grab and throw people. And so it, it ended up making the encounter way easier. But at the same time, I was like, I'm, I'm giving this to you, you had a great strategy and a great idea, it worked out via your roles very well. And so have at it. And it's one of those things where, cool, you just made this encounter far, far less deadly. So yeah. that was that was super cool. Um, and then my other group is currently uh, taking um, the the cobrans, the, this race of uh, snake people, Uh, that are trying to get their temple back and the party is going to help them clear clear out this large band of gnolls that has taken over their their place of worship and so the they basically uh, got got there uh, were not very stealthy ran into (laughs) ran into a a patrol but were able to take them out before uh, they were spotted and so I'm gonna I'm going to be going into, I showed them basically the map of the temple and the surrounding area. And yeah. I said, we're going to do something a little unique. And I've never done this before in any of the D&D sessions I've run. And I said, we're going to go into initiative, but it's not going to be combat initiative. It's going to be, uh, you'll, you can, you're overlooking this like mini valley. You can see most where most of these gnolls and the patrols are. And we're going to go into initiative, but they don't know where you are. And so it's going to be a combination of combat <clears throat> and then skill checks where the HP of the gnolls themselves may not matter as much depending on what they try to do yeah. to take out these groups and if they can do it before they're spotted or before an alarm can be raised. So That's it should be pretty a, interesting. Very, a very interesting, very unique session of them just basically trying to clean up the outside as much as possible before they they go in and make their main assault and depending on how they do they may get through you know scot-free or they may (laughs) they may get beat up quite a bit if they do horribly or have bad strategy or something like that so uh, that's that's uh we're going to be doing that this friday so i'm i'm pretty excited
1: well, good luck to them on that. It sounds like it's going to be pretty nifty. And uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to hear what happens because yeah, that that's a really cool, interesting idea. And you know what, you got to, you got to take out those uh, guards outside. Yeah. I don't know how it's going to work,
0: but I'm, I'm very, I'm hoping it will be interesting. And fun. That's, yeah. that's all you can do as a DM. You hope that your stuff is interesting. And fun. <laughs> I think it works. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that's, that's pretty much it for me. And uh that's pretty much it for the show. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Again, thank you to B. Dave for coming on and sharing uh, some of his wisdom and some of his tips and tricks as far as the more horror genre is concerned. And you, like I said before, check out our website for links to his stuff. And also check out some of some of the other games if you get a chance. Check Definitely. out uh, the World of Darkness stuff. Check out Call of Cthulhu. Check out Vampire. Um, check out dread the, the jenga that sounds
1: cool jenga <laughs> horror game
0: <laughs> that sounds pretty cool um and uh we should uh hopefully have some more interesting stuff coming up yeah i mean i am very excited for for next episode as well. me too it should be really good but uh we'll we'll leave that until then uh Ben,
1: why don't you tell everyone uh, where we can be reached before we head on? You up? bet. You bet. Um, so if you're looking for other episodes or say the previous episode that we had B-Dave on, uh, go to dndiscussions.com. It has every single episode that we've ever done, as well as uh, you know wherever you're listening to this podcast right now, because guess what? They're all there. Now, if you're looking to uh, send us some feedback or tell us about some of the horror games that you've played, you can always send those emails to dndiscussions at gmail.com. If you have something a little more short form, you're trying to get a hold of us, Twitter is a really good way to do that. You can find us at dndiscussions uh, for both of us. If you're looking for Ryan specifically, you can do at tbkzord. I am at Ben Bumhoffer. And uh, as we did mention before, check out plus five to hit. It is the game that we are in a persistent campaign for that we record and put out into the universe for everybody to listen to. Uh, I have a lot of fun with that. I know Ryan, you do too. And uh, it's the only place that I get to call you my sister.
0: Out of context, it just sounds so weird.
1: Yeah, I know. That's why I said it. Yep, cool. (laughs) So yeah, until next time everybody, Again, thank you very much for listening. Thank you again, B-Day, for joining us. And uh, be good to each other. Take care.